We're still in what I feel is the first week. It's tournament in a tea break on day eight of Roland Garros 2019. You are listening to Ros Sattar. And Chris Otto. It's weird, isn't it? Because it's actually the second week, but it still feels like the first week. I don't get this. It feels like it was very hot today. Okay, is that why I don't get it? Yeah, it could be. It's okay. causing some confusion. Super balmy and warm in Paris <laughs> today. Yeah, it's been unbearably hot. It's been unbearably hot in the media centre, and then you come out, and whilst it's nice and cool down that side where Chatrier is, as soon as you walk down the boulevard that takes you to Longland, it's like being tossed about in a tumble dryer. Yeah, it's warm. Luckily, we found some shade in the, the media seating in the courts has relatively nice pieces of shade, so that was good. And it enabled me to sit out on courts on Longland today for about two hours without getting too much sun and enjoying myself. And what were you enjoying? I was enjoying what many are calling the match of the tournament. Stan Wawrinka defeats Stefano Tsitsipas in five hours and nine minutes and five sets. Pretty much epic encounter. Was up and down. Mm -hmm. Not perfect tennis all the times, but a lot of emotional highs and lows. Great interaction with the crowd from both players. A lot of excitement out there on Longland. No, I mean, I caught, I caught um, bits of it. They, for, for me, for my money, they seem to be, their, their levels seem to rise and fall at uh, different different stages. So one player would be playing lights out and the other player would maybe dip a little bit. And you know, I think that was reflected by the way that the scores went. But that final set, and indeed that final game, was pure theatre. Oh, the match point that, oh. that Varinka was able to, to slip past Tsitsipas, who was covering the line, but the shot was so perfect that he, he decided to let it go because I don't think he, I think he realized he wasn't going to do much with it other than stick it into the net, and yeah. then the ball caught the line. Tsitsipas marks the mark thinking it's out. The umpire jumps down and checks it. It's over, and then the super hug at the net. It was just pure drama. Well, the super hug at the net, I wasn't sure whether it was um, Vavrinka doing that whole kind of drunk, you're my best friend, you are. You are my best <laughs> mate. Or just that he literally couldn't stand up and was holding on to Sitsipas <laughs> for dear life because his little, his little bendy legs were going to just give way. Oh, I think it, when you spend five hours and nine yeah. minutes with somebody out there, you feel pretty close to them. Yeah, I mean, I listened to a little bit of Sitsipas's um, press conference. Kid is is broken. But, I, you know, th- he will come back. As I said, he's... he's um, downright Socratarian in his views. He, he pla- <laughs> so Platovian. Oh, man. I have no idea if these words actually exist. But then he has no idea if he, what these ancient Greek quotes mean that he posts. So I feel like I'm in good company. Well, he's taking it hard. He said he cried yeah. after the match. He was just in utter confusion in that press conference talking about all the opportunities mm. he let slip. Failed to convert on all eight of his break points in set five. There were 27 break points in the match. He really controlled the play, and he did a great job against Varenka. Like, it, he did a great job neutralizing Stan's heavy hitting, and he, he kept he he hit with a lot of depth and a lot of accuracy. He used his forehand well. He did so many good things, but he just didn't convert on those biggest of points. And uh, yeah, eight of eight in the in the fifth set, three in the f- in the first game, another th- another two, I think, in the fifth game, and then another three, just in clusters. He just couldn't convert. It was it was but, rough. But that's the thing. I mean, this is this is what he will learn. He will learn how to play the big occasions, um, and this is what Stan can do. Yeah. Um, and remember, you know, I know that he was like taking the Mickey of him at one stage with the way that Stan points at his head. But at the end of the day, Stan was a mental midget for a long time, and then got his head straight. Um, yeah, you know, point. and once he did, he really became. I mean, you know, as, as I said to you, jest, you mert in jest at, at dinner time. You know, we live in a world where Stan could quite likely now rival Andy for for slam titles. Yeah.
He um, could he could get another one. You know, I wouldn't count him out. I mean, the thing is, he's got Federer, but his best results against Federer have come on the dirt. No doubt. I'll never forget that Monte Carlo mm. final where he really took it to him. But but the rough part of the story is this, that uh, Stan spent 5.09 on court today. He has now spent 12.27 in his four rounds on court and he played the last three days in a row because he had to play Dimitrov over two days and Roger Federer has just been cruising only seven hours ten minutes on court has basically not had his feathers ruffled so Roger has that advantage when they come head to head but yes Stan on clay heavy ball can really punish Roger's backhand um, definitely give him a fighting chance if he can recover but the thing that I you know I mean I was talking on radio earlier today and we were talking about the big three and how invincible they are but the real test comes when they get tested um, and when they start to play players that, that don't just crumble in the, in their wake yep. and this is the week that it's going to happen. This is the week that you're going to actually see the, the test. Well, it's about time. Think, speaking of not being tested, Rafael Nadal faced Juan Ignacio Landero, a guy who had never won a match in a major before. He was just you know, in, 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 in over his head on shot 3A today. So Nadal cruises. He did get a little bit of a test in his third round, but he's been cruising. Novak Djokovic has barely broken a sweat so far. Yeah, uh, he'll um, face Jan Lennart Struff tomorrow. That could be that's... a little bit exciting. Struff's been playing well. So, yeah, yeah but this is finally... We're finally going to see these guys play some important matches against opponents who might be yeah. able to shake them up a little bit. So that'll be nice. Yeah, yeah. I think I think the men's draw is is going to be a lot more interesting from next week onwards. Absolutely. The women's draw, though, has been interesting, I think, right from the get-go. <laughs> of course it has. Um, it always and, is. And today's um, today's encounter with... Um, uh, well, let's, let's, let me just force Conta here first, because I didn't actually talk about of Conta. Of course we better talk about Joe. Um... I thought that this would go to Vekic. I actually picked Vekic in three in the preview because whilst neither of them would cite Clay as their favourite um, surface, they've both done pretty well this year and pretty well this tournament to get to where they are. But Joe came out absolutely swinging for the fences. I mean, they were both a bit, they were a bit nervy at the beginning. There were like three successive breaks. Joe got the, that first break, you know, the floor the consolidation to hold and just kept her nose out in front there was a couple of trader breaks and she I think she broke for the for the first set and then in the second set it was quite tight then just one break in it and um and it was you know it was enough to to carry her over the line um but you know they're friends off the court as well they've they've, they've struck up a friendship you know it was yeah, it was nice yeah it was it was lovely to see actually but um you know, next up, it segues quite nicely, will be Sloane Stevens, who started slowly-ish against Muguruza. Um, Muggsy broke to begin with. Um, Sloane had to sort of creep her way back in. Uh, and then after that, she pretty much had the measure of it. But whoever was going to come out of that, I think, was going to probably earmark themselves as uh, who's going to be here on Saturday, I firmly believe. Sloan is looking good, and we all knew that she had the potential to play this well. Sven Gronfeld partnership has got her focused, disciplined. That 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 came at the right time. She mm. might actually be in a little bit of a honeymoon with that relationship, and and that's that means she could be a very dangerous player. I think, you know, if you're looking at the women's draw right now, you're looking at Sloan Stevens and Simona Halep, and then you're wondering who else can step up and interfere yeah. with those two right now. But. Well, I mean, that's just it. If we look at, I mean, Simona's draw has really opened up beautifully. Oh, my goodness. Has it ever? Uh, I mean, okay, she's still got uh, eager Schwietek to get through. Yeah. Um, and that's not going to be easy because, you know, there's a lot of self-belief in, in, in that kid. She's got the, she's got Anisimova and Bosova um, potentially at the other side yeah. of that. And I then mean, at the top. You know, Halep's in there with, with two teenagers and, and a qualifier to get to the, to the semis. 
So yeah. it's nice. But yeah, she'll have to take care of business. And no match is easy at this point. No, and no. Then, you know, I guess if you're if you're picking a potential winner besides Halep and Stevens, who are you looking at? I'm not. It's, it's, for me, it's still between those two. Um, on the other side, you've got Barty and Keys. Um, Sleepy Keys, semi-finalist last year, good on this surface. Yeah. We watched her yesterday. She's able to win easily. Oh, well, not easily. She's, well, able, she's able to win, but without her best tennis. Yeah. So that's that's a and nice it, thing, and right? You, 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 I mean, for, to come through that particular sort of um, round of um, you know the, that that fourth round. Barty wouldn't necessarily list Clay as her, her best surface. Kenan could take it to her. Um, Potentially, yes. You know, you could end up with Kenan and Keys. That would be quite a, an interesting uh, bout. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's, it's, getting, it's getting super interesting on that side. Um, while we're talking about um, that side, we have um, you know, Marketa Von Drusova is, is still going strong. She hasn't dropped the set. She absolutely demolished Anastasia um, Savastova. Demolished. Demolished, yeah. Um, you know, I mean, this is Server Server who saved five match points and then served out um, a match to love, uh, you know, the, the match with Elise Mertens, which was, which was go, you know, one of the ones that was on all the screens. Everybody was ooing and ahhing. You know, some of the rallies in that match were just phenomenal. And then she came out and was as flat as a crepe. What is it about Von Drusova? She must be a really tricky player to face. The, the drop shots with the, the curling the cross-court forehands that can keep you back. You don't know where to play against her. You don't know what to do against I think, her. I think Joe was extremely lucky to win with her telegraphing drop shots as she plays. I mean, they're getting better. She, she did some good ones against Vekic today. But I think when she played Von Drusova, she was, um, she was tired. Um, she was carrying a little bit of an injury and just couldn't get it together. But like Von Drusova had taken her out in Indian Wells, I believe. Mm. Um, you know, she, for somebody so young, she's got such a lot of variety and such a lot of deafness and touch at the net. Like yeah. the, her feel at the net is phenomenal for somebody of that age. Yes. So, you know, that's that's the thing. Whereas, you know, Sylvester, I think, was, you know, the, the adrenaline of that, of that match that she played with, um, with Mertens, 11-9 and the decider, um, I think it says it all. She just came out, as I said, as flat as a crepe. Very flat today. How about Petra Martic, though? Martic had a real battle on her hands. Kanepi did as Kanepi does and shows up at a slam and just is a thorn in everybody's side. She can uh, really boom that forehand. She did. I mean, she, she had Martic on the back foot, um, had to come back from a set down to, to take that. So that was, a, that was a very good comeback for her. It was a long time coming for Petra Martic, her 29th appearance at a yeah. major and her... I think third round of 16 here at Roland Garros, so finally able to break through. Nice to see the emotions, nice to see the joy in her face. And Martic Von Drusova, quarterfinal, up for grabs. Who knows? Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, Stevens and Contra aside, this is this is a great wide-open section of the it's, draw. It's like, uh, I mean, I've been watching this Sky Atlantic's Chernobyl, and this is like a, a, a core left wide open to the elements absolutely it's fun it's fun <laughs> without maybe the radioactive harm <laughs> we would hope um uh so we've touched a little bit on Tsitsipas and Vavrinka um and a little bit about Djokovic and their time on court Federer and Nadal well the men in general talk to me about men in general I mean, it's as we expected. We we knew it was going to be the Rafa and Nole show. We knew those were going to be the two superstars, the two the two race cars cruising through towards next Sunday. And they're still on on track. They're still looking good. So nothing's changed there. Tomorrow we're going to get Team in Monfils. That could be exciting. You know, Team is. I think Federer has kind of emerged as a as a one B favorite now behind the Djokovic and um, Nadal and Nadal and. 
it's be- kind of between team and Federer to see who steps up and maybe can can make a make some impact on this draw. And it, it's a lot. It's hard to really pin down what's going to happen. I, I feel like everybody's having fun to see who can reach the semifinals, and and then by the end by the end of next week, it's going to be about Novak and Rafa, and, and everything else will be forgotten. Yeah, I, I mean, say, I don't know. Do you get that feeling? I'm, as well? I was just going to say, I think it's quite amazing that we're we're just like pretty much writing Zverev off completely. No, Fanini Zverev is going to be going to be a, be a oh, fun yeah, match. But I, I think that's going to be that's going to be a four or five setter right yep. there. That's going to that's going to be that's yeah that's going to be tedium. You <laughs> mean writing him off in the sense that the that the winner of that match will likely face Djokovic yeah. in, in the quarterfinals? Yeah, I mean I just don't see anybody stopping Rafa or Nole right now. And, and I'm by all means I'm entertained by what's happening in all these other matches and who's going to reach the semis and. Of course, Federer Varenka is going to be awesome. And then tomorrow's round of 16 matches, Team in Monfils, Del Potro still in the mix. There's still a lot of good stuff, but I still feel like in the end, next Sunday, it's going to be showdown time. But there's also an element of me that thinks, um, as, as people sort of say, as boring as that particular narrative is, then we will really see who is the king of the play. Oh, I'm not bored by I, it at all. Um, I, you know, I, I'm, right now I'm still standing behind Djokovic, resolutely. Uh, I think he's going to do it. I think he's going to have all four. He'll have another no-lay slam. And um, one of the one of my colleagues on my table thinks he could actually hold all six by the end of the year. Wow. Now, that would be phenomenal. He, he potentially could. I just think it's a coin toss right now between those two. This is Rafa's place. This is where he always gets it done. You, you can't take that for granted. But Yeah. But, but that's just it. That's the narrative I think we want changed. Well, certainly I want changed. I think a lot will depend on maybe what happens in the next couple of rounds and yeah. who potentially gets into trouble, who who potentially overheats a little bit. But that's just it, though. I mean, is there anybody that can potentially trouble, trouble him? Oh, Rafa's draw is really a cakewalk right now. Yeah. Ganesha, Corey, and Pear are still out there battling, or did they just call it? It's a couple set. I think it's... Yeah, they'll call it fairly soon, I think. Um, they're still out playing. Yeah. I think, I, th- I think we won't see anything until we get to maybe the next couple of brackets, but... Uh, yeah, I can't see. I certainly can't see Benoit Pair giving Nadal any trouble whatsoever. And Nishikori, well, you know, how many, how many five setters, you know, will he want? I think the the player that could challenge Nadal a little bit in the quarters is Nishikori, and then then we're looking at possible Nadal Federer semifinal. That's funny. Yeah. Who would have expected yeah. that at the beginning of the season? We that, didn't think Roger would, would play. No, well, that would be good. But if it is a, a Nadal Federer semifinal. Your money has to be on Nadal. In straight sets. Uh, I would actually give Federer a set. He's playing well, isn't I he, I would right? give Federer a set. <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't give him two. Yeah, I think you're right. But I, th- I, I, I would actually give him a set. Uh, but, yeah, yeah Federer and Nadal is on here is a terrible, terrible matchup. Yeah, of course, he's, Roger's got, what, a five-match ga- five winning streak against Rafa, but but here in Roland no. Garros and Chatrier, <laughs> different story. I, totally I, different honestly, story. I, I stand behind what I'm saying. I think the only person that's going to beat Rafa here is going to be Djokovic. Yeah. I, you know, Federer has done extraordinarily well on, the, on his first, on his comeback, but if he, if it's him and, and Rafa in the semi, no chance, yeah. none, none at all. Um, okay, let's uh, look to the order de la Philippe Chatrier. Let's do. Oh, I mean, this is this is cool. Like Kenan and Barty to start. That's going to yeah. be feisty fist pumpiness everywhere. Um, I think Djokovic and Struff is a four setter at least. You think? Yeah, I think, I think Struff, I think Struff will take a set off him. I think this is going to be no, no, Novak Djokovic's first test. Okay. 
Um, team, uh, well, I mean, he's been taking the scenic route all the way through. But I think it's going to be a fun match against Morphys. And I think he's suitably peeved by what happened yesterday <laughs> oh that goodness. we won't keep referring to. But I think he'll be suitably peeved that he'll be like, kind of, right, let me add him. And then uh, Halep. Now, Halep's been quite nervy and twitchy and cat on hot tin roofy. So, Switek might actually be quite a challenge for her because girls hitting free. Yeah, I'm just excited to see Sweet Tech and what she can, what kind of tennis yeah. she can bring, and get to know her game a little better, and, yeah. and who knows? Yeah, I, I think so. And then on Longlen, or Susie Longlegs, as somebody called it, which I thought was great. <laughs> I haven't heard that um, one. Siniakova and Keys, that could be all kinds of um, error-strewn entertainment. It could be fun. Um, Fonini and Zverev, I think that's got five sets written all over it, but I think it'll be entertaining tennis. I, do. I think Fonini will get under Zverev's skin and it'll just be all kinds of hilarious to watch uh, a big lanky asparagus go mental. Um, Hachinov and Del Potro, I mean, Del Potro will be the family favourite, but yeah. I don't think that's going to be a particularly enlightening match. But Anisimova and Aliona Bolsova, I a think. Mystery like match. To, yeah. Let's get to know those two players. Let's as get well. to know those two players. The rest are doubles, and whilst it sounds like we've ripped through. Because um, we have, uh, yeah. I think I think we ought to wrap things up with, you know, with the fact that we've got a very good fourth round lineup. We do. I, I like. Uh, I pretty much like everything. Like I said, there's a lot of players who we haven't seen in these this kind of magnitude of match. Amanda Anisimova and Bolsova. I mean, that is just nobody would have predicted that at the beginning of the tournament. And Anisimova is 17. She's made the second week of two consecutive majors. Yeah. That says something about her yeah, level yeah, yeah. of ability yeah. there no well, we'll be talking a lot about her tonight uh, tomorrow night i think just yeah. uh, just to learn and that will be your last night i believe it will be sadly oh oh but uh, you'll be back for wimbledon i will be back for wimbledon and i'll be back here next year for for, for the whole two hope, weeks i hope we'll see oh you will be keep your you, fingers crossed i will but then that makes and, it difficult and everybody at, at home if you if you like what i'm doing here please write your congressman about me <laughs> yeah, we don't have congressmen <laughs> oh, in Europe. Oh, any Americans out there. Okay. Know. All right. Well, thank you for listening. You have, of course, been listening to Ros Satter. And Chris Sato. And we will be back tomorrow. Au revoir. Au revoir.